Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I'm campus, uh, campus pastor is my previous title, university chaplain now, Brian Martin Burkholder. I welcome you to campus worship. And we, we, do, we, do, we know that we'll be a little smaller today, and that's why we were encouraging you to sit, sit here in the wood-backed chairs. Today, there are five breakout gatherings across campus. I, just, I also learned of a Royal Ambassadors meeting, which has a lot of students involved, so we knew our numbers would be a little bit lighter. So thanks for gathering in, instead of hanging, hanging back. It feels really different from up here if people sit a little closer or further back, and it's encouraging to us, and that's why. So um, today, the, the worship focus is 100 years of service. And this, um, it, yeah, we're, we're excited about it. I want to remind you, that the second slide, that for this 50 minutes, we, we encourage you to honor the spirit, the intentions of worship, and also what it means to be together. The convocation points are about campus engagement, which means being in a space and engaging with each other and with the material. And so that's why we're asking that screens not be out, other than later when we have a Mentimeter survey. Um, if you need a screen in order to engage or as an ac accommodation, we surely understand that. Um, today, th well, this is our descriptor. Have you heard of the EMU student organization called YSERV? So if that's familiar, would you raise your hand? YSERV, is that familiar? Um, why serve? Did you know that it's the longest running student organization on campus? It formerly was the YPCA, or Young People's Christian Association. There was a movement across Mennonite, the Mennonite Church, and also more broadly, that paralleled the forming of the YMCA and the YWCAs in lots of communities, and the church launched the YPCA, Young People's Christian Association. It had sort of, it was the way that students organized themselves, and it launched in 1922. So this is the centennial year, and during the homecoming and family weekend, this coming weekend, there, there will be some ways that with alumni and current student leaders, we're celebrating this centennial. Um, for this worship service, we'll be hearing from some leaders of the YPCA around the seven, late, mid to late 70s, mid 70s, and um, right around the 50 year mark, and current students who are leading the, the leadership team of YSERV these days. The, if you would pull up, Clay, the YPCA or the YSERV, I, we've been dancing between these terms for a while because of the centennial. You, you can see their website here that their theme or motto is being the hands and feet of Jesus. And, their, and the, uh, the second paragraph there is from Luke 10. I want to read a longer version of that. It's the parable of the Good Samaritan. An expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to vindicate himself, he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? 
And Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and took off, leaving him half dead. And now by chance, a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place, he saw him and passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan man, or a Samaritan, while traveling, came upon him, and when he saw him, he was moved with compassion. And he went to him and bandaged his wounds, treating them with oil and wine. I didn't know you could treat wounds with wine, but I think it kills germs. And then he put, them on, put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Now which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, the one who showed mercy. And Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Let's worship together with song. And then I'll introduce our people who are sharing reflections and we'll have songs of response as well. If you would all stand and worship with us, please. You have spoken on nature and time. 
Thank you. And if, if you would like to sing more songs like that and, and other praise worship songs, every Sunday night at 8 p.m. right here, Celebration leads praise worship service. Um, so why PCA through the years? What was it like? A little bit of how it began and what did it mean to you? Dave Detro is going to start. Why don't you come on up? Um, Dave graduated in 1977, was one of the presidents of YPCA, and he's been going through the yearbooks back to 1929 or 4 and, and copying for us for this weekend every page that had something about YPCA. So he has this overview. If he looks familiar, he, he's a recently retired registrar of EMU. 
and thank you for continuing to volunteer. Um, Jim Musser, who's sitting here in front, graduated in 1975 and was president of YPCA. He has the distinct um, position of having been at the 50th anniversary celebration at homecoming weekend of YPCA and being encouraged by the original um, president, I believe, and then having the, the opportunity to bless and encourage the current leadership at Sunday morning worship for homecoming weekend. You're really holding the, cent- the 100 years in a strange sort of way. Dave and then Jim. All right, so I have the idea that some of you know a lot about YSERV and its predecessor, the YPCA. For some of you, this is all new stuff. So, so here's a little bit of history to try to put things in place, telling you where the current YSERV came from. We're going way back. This is 1934, okay? This is so far a logo, I wasn't even born. Like, Brian, were you born then? No, you weren't born then either, okay. 1934, the catalog for, it was, it was EMS, Eastern Mennonite School, says that a Young People's Christian Association was organized during the winter term of 1922. Okay, that's like exactly 100 years ago. It's the work of this association to provide for, and it lists some of the things they did, to provide for the conducting of morning devotional periods. I'm thinking you don't have like morning devotional periods for everybody on campus to get together at six o'clock like they did. Maybe not. Um, Let's see, morning devotional periods, daily prayer circles, visiting the nearby city and county, as in Harrisonburg and out into the, into the county to, to go house to house and maybe witness to people of their faith. Hold services at the jail, in prison camps, the hospital. Conduct young people's Bible meetings. And then to, to talk a little bit about why did they do all this? Well, to instill the spirit and the practice of giving. I think that's pretty significant. And they did some other things too. They, they went more broadly. They, it says they assisted students in securing the best possible employment when they needed extra work, like I guess to pay their tuition or whatever. And in general, in a general way to aid all the students in obtaining the most spiritual benefit from school life. Well, that's a lot of stuff. And what's important to know is that at that point, EMS had maybe a total of about 150 students. So all of them were doing all of this. And you can bet that means they were very involved. A whole lot of people were really in the middle of the YPCA. Jump, to, jump forward 20 years from 1934 to 1954. Okay, that happens to be the year I was born, so we'll put that in context. Enrollment at EMC, it's now EMC College, has doubled. There's about 300 students. And if you looked at the yearbook for that year, there are 12 pages devoted to what the YPCA was doing. Um, and not only was there, was there an accounting of what they were doing, somebody wrote something here that tells the spirit behind it, and I think this is important. The YPCA receive by giving, giving a little love, a Bible story, a smile, a song, a word of testimony, the story of Christ. Bright eyes, sad eyes, longing eyes, empty eyes, despondent eyes, listening in delight, in remorse, in doubt, in fear, or in hope. Sunday school children, the crowd at a meeting on the streets, old folks at a convalescent home or the almshouse, the home for the poor, 
people ministering to people from Vermont to Mississippi and right here to men in jail. Receive by giving. All right, 1954, now go to 1974. Enrollment at EMU is actually about what it is today. It's about 900 people, um, and there are so many, many clubs and organizations and varsity sports for people to be a part of, but the YPCA is still at the heart of many college students' experience. So here's, again, something from the yearbook from 1974, because this is about 50 years ago. How does one describe the YPCA, a big organization with its many branches and commissions? Okay, they use the word commissions to describe all these different things they did. To the Y commissioners, the students who were in charge, and the large number of students who are involved, it provides, and this caught my attention, it provides practical ways to express caring and concern in the community around them. And it struck me as you showed the, the webpage for the current YSERV, that's really reflecting the same thing 50 years ago, practical ways to express caring and concern in the community around them. And what were they doing? Um, I mean, at that point, 50 years ago, they'd continued a lot of things that had gone on from the very beginning. They had what was called grandparent adoption, going to meet with an older person at maybe the Virginia Mennonite home, Saturday adoption, bringing kids from the community in who maybe come from a pretty poor background, don't have much to look forward to at home, giving them a time on campus to, to just play and have fun and a good meal in the dining hall. Good meal in the dining hall? Most of the time, maybe, okay. Um, what were called Y churches, going out to churches all around in the county or in the city and helping to present programs. Like if you had a church of 25 people, it got pretty old listening to the same people talk and lead singing and everything. So the students went out and gave some life to that. They visited the jail. They uh, did community outreach downtown. Um, there was what was called a rap center and a rec center and different things that came and went through the years trying to reach the people of Harrisonburg with the good news of what it meant to be a Christian. All right, that was 1974. One more, one more tidbit, 20 more years to 1994. And for the first time in the yearbook, I saw a reference to work teams, which I think are an important thing that happens now, um, work teams going out to, to visit different places. This comes from the 1994 yearbook. This year, the YPCA work and gospel teams visited New York, Georgia, Mississippi, Missouri, Florida over spring break, all of those, and over Christmas break, Washington, DC. The co-presidents of the Y worked to provide a wide range of opportunities for students within the community, and participation in the Y continued to soar due to the wide range of activities the YPCA offers. So even though all these other things were happening, it was still a big deal. All right, that's, I hope, a little bit of the vision of where things came from long ago. It looked different, the people looked different, some of the activities were different, but it all followed that same pattern of the, the practical ministry. Um, yeah, I hope that's what's clear, that the organization has had, a, has had a really significant influence on literally thousands of students' lives. And it's done a lot to help shape this institution in big ways, and it certainly provided a, a century of valuable and powerful ministries to Harrisonburg and the Rockingham County and places far beyond. And I hope it will continue to do that for another hundred years. Jim. According to the schedule, 
I'm supposed to be finished, so I will keep it brief. <laughs> I, I was honored to be here uh, 50 years ago when the, the Alumni Association chose to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the YPCA, so you can age me a bit based on those numbers. A verse that came to my mind was Exodus 17, verse 14, where God tells Moses that he should write these things down so that the people will remember them, referring to some of the activities in the life of the children of Israel. That verse stands out because I wish 50 years ago I had written a lot more things down because I can't remember uh, exactly what all was happening in the, the life of the YPCA and, and life on campus. <clears throat> Scripture motto of the YPCA when it began was from John 3, verse 30. And I always found this to be interesting, and I know you've adopted a new Scripture passage now, but it's this, this passage, he must increase, but I must decrease. And John, it's in the Gospel of John, John was saying that about Jesus to the disciples. He, being Jesus, must increase, but I must decrease. And so the, the ministry of, of the why was always about people out there, not about students, not about us. It was about those we served. And that verse is very apropos for that, to think about what John said, that Jesus needs to increase, but I need to decrease. The Y began uh, as both a social and spiritual event. And uh, <clears throat> there are many, many things we could list. Dave already mentioned some of the ministries that the YPCA uh, were involved in. I'm surprised that the word mission and or service was not included in the name. Uh, Young People's Christian Association. <clears throat> because it was mostly about service and mission and continues to be that today. Uh, Don Crable in his book about the 100 years of EMU says this about the YPCA and their mission. He uses this and I, I, I quote him, he says, it was service on steroids. That's how he described the YPCA or the YSERV uh, now. Crable also says in this book that there was a strong mission emphasis in the curriculum at the, at the college, the university, and then early on it was a school. It was throughout the curriculum. My own experience uh, would, would, would suggest that that's true because I remember professors regularly, whether you were in a science class or a math class or uh, some other class referencing scripture or referencing uh, ex mission experiences that they had when they, uh, prior to them coming to the university as, as a professor. <clears throat> and all of this emphasis on missions drove to the formation of the YPCA in 1922. And it was a student-led organization. And it's clear they said it was led by students guided by the faculty. And I found that interesting uh, that even 100 years ago, the adults really wanted to see the youth take leadership in the programs. So it had this mission element, but it also had a growth, a spiritual growth element. And one of the uh, phrases in, that Crable has in his book here talks about it was designed to promote Christian character. And so that was uh, part of it also. 
And it was a place for students to explore their gifts. And when they went out to the Y churches or they were involved in other ministries, it was an opportunity for them to, to, to uh, he uses the word apprentice, to be an apprentice. And they were given opportunities to lead Bible studies, to teach Sunday school, to lead singing, to teach in VBS, either here in Harrisonburg area, if they were here during the summer, or back home, if they went back home during the summer. So it was a place of learning and a place of service. And they had some of the things that uh, Dave already mentioned. Uh, street meetings were very common. Uh, go downtown and pick a corner and have a, a little worship service. And you have to remember in 1922, nobody had a television, nobody had a radio, most people didn't have a car, so what, you didn't have air conditioning in your houses, so what did you do on Saturday afternoons or Sunday afternoons? You went outside and just kind of walked around the streets. That's if you weren't working on the farm. And so setting up a soapbox and having a worship service downtown was kind of uh, meaningful for the YPCA to do, and people would stop around and their main concern was that they could share the, the, the love of Christ with people. <clears throat> the YPCA was actually involved in the beginning of, of one church, and it was called the Gay Street Mission. It later became known as Broad Street Mennonite Church. And that was the first mission, Mennonite mission, to African-American people south of the Mason-Dixon line. I think that's an important part of our history that we, we should remember. Uh, and that was in 1935, these many, many years later, that that was the first mission to African-American people. In 1971, when I was a freshman here at EMU, <clears throat> there was a spiritual revival on campus. And that was during the time of what my generation and some younger refer to as the charismatic movement. Some of you uh, can identify with that. Well, there was a lot of emphasis on the work of the Holy Spirit and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we had a chapel service on campus, uh, <clears throat> I believe it was in the fall, that led many students to a deeper commitment and relationship with the Lord and a desire to share their faith. And so a group of students in conjunction with the YPCA developed and began what we called the Jesus House on Liberty Street in Harrisonburg. It was a coffee house. And it was open Fridays and Saturday, and I believe Sunday evenings. Uh, we'd often have a musician there if we could find one with drinks and uh, <clears throat> uh, snacks. And it was a time just to share together, to visit, have Bible study, pray together, and people would come in off, off the streets if they were walking by. And it was a great way to reach out, for our students to reach out to people in town. Dave already mentioned some of the other ministries that we were involved in 50 years ago, prison, Saturday adoption. There was a group went down to the Woodward Wilson Rehab Center, which is down at Fishersville near Stanton, uh, and service community outreach in the Y churches. And on a personal note, from the beginning, I was very interested in the work of the YPCA. And so early on that first year, I signed up to be a part of, of a Y church. That Y church was Gospel Hill. It's a Mennonite church located perhaps 10 or 12 miles out the valley to the west here in Hopkins Gap. And that church still exists today as a Mennonite church. I also participated in, in a gospel team that went to the west coast at Christmas time during our Christmas break. 
an experience of visiting probably a dozen uh, Mennonite churches and presenting uh, a program for, for the churches. I was also involved with the leadership team for several years uh, during my time here. <clears throat> the Y office, which was located in the administration building, and when I say the administration building, I'm referring to the old one that some of you might, some of you would identify with, which uh, burned down in 1984 and has been replaced with this one. But the YPCA had an office there, and that was the place I hung out. <clears throat> and uh, would study there. It was a place to get away if the, if the activity in the dorm was uh, too, too, too loud. Crable says in his book that he thought 30% of the students were involved with a Y. I was surprised. I would have thought it would have been higher, at least back in the time that I was here in the 70s. But in any event, it's a joy to see that the Y, now Y serve is still active today and I really pray that God's blessing will be upon you now that we've come 100 years and as you enter into the next uh, uh, century of ministry here on campus. And remember that when they gather in 50 years for the 150th, maybe you'll be here. I won't be here. We invite you to uh, um, sing a song of, of response. Um, it's on the screen and it's about seeds, like 100 years of planting seeds, nurturing um, service to others to nurture and encourage them in the love of God. We're gonna hear this one time and then we'll sing it through. And then um, Kara Cornhouse will come up and Haley Mast and, their, and the current leadership team of YServe You'll probably need to share a little less than you prepared, perhaps. Um, let you know what's going on now, and we have a chance for you to participate and contribute with a short survey on Metameter after that. So yes, seeds.
So good morning, everyone. I'm Kara Kornhaus, and for about a year now, I've been on the YSERV leadership team. And to me, YSERV has been a way to connect with others inside and outside the community through service. So last fall, a group of us, around 10, were able to go to the Kentucky branch of SWAP, which stands for Sharing with Appalachian People. Here, our group quickly got to work putting up two walls of siding that would finally allow a homeowner to have a safer, warmer, and drier home. In addition, we managed to move around 1,900 pounds of aluminum cans from a local resident's basement into a truck, and then helped move those into the local scrap metal recycling facility. We noted in our time there during the <laughs> laborious moments uh, that one of the most rewarding parts of the trip was the immediate and positive impact we made with our physical work while feeling as though we were working alongside the community rather than inserting ourselves into the situation. And one aspect that I really truly love about YSERV is how serving leads to a connection with the community. After a long day of that mind-numbing work of moving cans from the basement to the truck, I got to have a short conversation with the man who relied on these cans as a source of income. He shared about the system he created for collecting cans, how um, he collected them everywhere he went while also mowing lawns for an income, and of the hardships he had had in the past, having to provide for his mom and have a house and a place to stay. And even this small interaction helped me realize that serving is not just a one-way street. Hearing a story opens up that connection and otherwise would not have happened and helps us remember life outside of school, outside of busyness, helps us come into the real world. And in the very end, we were able to see this resident once he discovered he was going to be able to purchase a new lawnmower with the new income. His smile was big, radiant, and he could, and all we could tell was that he was going to have like a very, a much easier life after this. Uh, yeah, things would be going more smoothly for him. And although we weren't able to see um, how that worked out long-term for him, it's nice to know that once we left, someone greatly benefited and that neither um, we nor the resident will forget those special moments. Um, also, in the spring, a YSERVE group went to Washington, D.C. They helped at the Greater D.C. Food Bank, sorted clothing donations, moved furniture into an apartment for a refugee family, and then they also spent a day at a center for those with housing insecurity. And uh, we also do like a food drive on campus around Thanksgiving and we got around two trunkfuls to put in the SFI uh, house. And so that was, that was great that you guys came to a community for that. And so last year, it looked a little different for YSERV. We were trying to figure out how to be regular and consistent after COVID limited our options from serving face to face. And it was heartwarming to finally be in a community with other students and faculty here and then to serve in a group um, with others outside as well. So I would also encourage you guys to sign up for some events happening this upcoming year or to send any ideas our way so that we can help make, you help make them happen. You don't have to necessarily be at like the forefront of making this. You can just, yeah, send them our way and we'll just try and push that out for you. And yeah, so thank you for listening. Um, Haley will come up and tell you guys what specific events will be coming up and stuff like that. So yeah, thanks. Good morning, everyone. My name is Haley Mast, and I'm a sophomore and one of the leaders of YSERV Club this year. So um, along with the YSERV trips that Kara was talking about, we also do two big food drives each year um, 
and other service opportunities on campus. Um, our vision for this club is to find ways that students can easily get involved in service on campus. Um, and the goal for this year is to just come up with as many ideas as we can to serve campus and the community. Um, these have included um, Christmas caroling at the local retirement home, baking and selling desserts to fundraise for an organization, a clothing or shoe swap, um, or volunteering at Kids Club. Um, this year we recently partnered with Blue Ridge Area Food Bank, um, where we hope to volunteer there once or twice a month. Um, and the goal is for the food bank to donate food to our free food room here on campus. And then um, YSERV members or anyone can um, volunteer at the food bank once or twice every month. Um, also, every Friday, SFI, the Sustainable Food Initiative Club, goes into the CAF to pack leftover food into to-go boxes and then take them to the free food room. Um, this free food room is easily accessible to all students or faculty members um, who want a meal anytime throughout the week. So we hope to partner with SFI to help with that. Um, another idea we are brainstorming is uh, partnering with an organization to buy and package, package Christmas gifts uh, for children in the community. And this event will likely take place near Thanksgiving and will be like an assembly line set up for students to help pack gifts. Um, so if you aren't part of the YSERF club and you want to be, there will be a Mentimeter going up soon where you can add your name. And this doesn't mean you have to come to every YSERF event or meeting. Um, you can be as involved or uninvolved as you want to. Um, and we are always looking for new ideas. So there will also be a question on the Mentimeter for new ideas, so put those on if you have them. And if you think of some throughout the year, just email me or Kara, and we are really excited to make those happen. So um, I think the Mentimeter slide will go up, and you can enter this code in if you pull out your phones or laptops and um, start answering those questions. It'd be great. Okay, so yeah, it seems like we all think that service is fairly important in the community. Um, so if you haven't yet, you can go to the next question and we can go to the next slide.
Um, yeah, and if you want to um, be on the YSurf team, you can also put in your name. Um, and if you've already submitted it without realizing that, you can go back in and submit your name if you would like to be involved. Or if you want to be involved later, just email me or Kara. We can put you in the group chat. Okay, so yeah, these are all great ideas. You can keep submitting if you want. Um, and if you ever have ideas throughout the school year, you can talk to me or Kara or email us um, and we would love to make this happen. And now I think we're gonna sing a song and have campus announcements. Thank you. All right, so. Uh, actually, we're going to go straight to campus announcements, and then Sarah and, and Rhea will play the final song just instrumentally as, as you go. Um, it's Will You Let Me Be Your Servant, and this whole emphasis of serving others, sharing love on campus and also in the community. So Micah, some announcements. Yeah, thanks for coming out, everyone. Uh, a few campus announcements before we head out. Um, there is a lot going on this week, obviously, with homecoming coming up, uh, but just a few. Today at 11 a.m., right after this, um, there's a service career day happening in the um, oh, University Commons um, room 211. Um, then tomorrow at 6 p.m. is Peace Fellowship happening in the library room two, or 121. That's a new revived club. Um, Friday is at 7 p.m. is a music celebration concert in Lehman Auditorium. And then Saturday, a lot of homecoming events. So um, yeah, you can take a look at all that. But just to highlight a few, uh, 1 p.m. is field hockey, 2 p.m. color run, 4 p.m. men's soccer, 7 p.m. women's soccer. Um, there will be uh, food trucks and a lot of stuff going on. So um, watch out for all those and music. <laughs> <laughs>